Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Jacob here alongside Terry. Today, uh, we kind of have an interesting episode planned for you guys. We don't really know where it's going to go. However, I know Terry and I have had a lot of interesting conversations lately about the subject. So the broad topic uh, is socializing um, as an entrepreneur in college. I guess that's kind of be the best way to describe it. Um, Terry was sharing some stories uh, with me last week about some things he was kind of dealing with. Um, and then just now before this recording, he was kind of telling me some interesting thoughts he had about the subject. Um, so we're just going to get into it and see where it takes us. So Terry, why don't you just kick us off, maybe give us a little background first of where this came from, um, and then we'll see where we go from there. I'm still honestly piecing it all together myself. So this is, I guess, uh, any hesitancy I might have while I'm talking is more from just maybe a lack of knowledge. Um, like I'm definitely not as confident here as I am in like talking about cryptocurrencies or what an index fund is or how to open a Roth IRA. Like those are all things I've researched to death. Uh, but this one is a little bit newer to me that I'm still like currently working through. But as for kind of what the roots are, um, I guess it kind of the conversation of socializing as a college stage entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur in general has kind of come up recently from, I don't know, issues with school and just not liking the classes I've been taking and the, the content's been really dry and boring. Um, and so that's led me to questioning like, okay, why am I going to college? Is it even worth my time uh, learning, you know, all this stuff that I feel like is, that I feel like at times is useless, even though one can make a very plausible argument for why it's not. Um, and we've recorded whole episodes on that, so I'm not going to get into it. But it often led to my mentors pointing out to me the the, the vast benefits of the, of the people part of college and interacting with people and building networks and connections and how those end up paying off in a lot of ways many years down the road um, that are hard to envision now. And so it kind of just led me to reflecting on what that aspect of my time at college has looked like. And it's honestly pretty dreary or grim. Um, Maybe that's a little bit harsh word way to put it, but it's just, I don't know. It's led to me pondering like what kind of connections I'm looking for, like what kind of friendships I don't know, I'm pursuing. Um, if, if there is discontentment in that area of my life and why, uh, and just a few other like kind of reflection questions, I guess, like that. And part of, part of those things came up in, a call with Jacob a couple days ago or about a week ago. And then I was just telling him about some questions I had then, which was like, one was, for example, you know, I was homeschooled my whole life and I was asking him about his time in the traditional education system. I, you know, just like a, I think it was a public school. It wasn't private um, as far as I'm aware. Um, and wondering, and I was asking him like from his experience in college so far, has that, background in public school played any major role in the way he's been interacting with, with fellow college students. Cause part of me wondered um, 
did I miss out on something as a homeschooler um, that I need to figure out how to learn or fix on my own to I don't know, improve this area of life or to maximize it and get the, the most benefit out of it as I can. And, you know, I'll let him maybe share a little bit about his kind of his perspective and his experience in middle school, high school, college, and kind of what some of the pointers he shared with me, but the, the short answer was like, no, not really. Um, and so then it kind of led into a discussion about the kind of connections we're, we'll find and how I guess what I'm maybe the most disappointed about so far as at, uh, at the school I'm at specifically is maybe a lack of like fellow entrepreneurs who are like really diehard entrepreneurs who want to do it for a living and love investing and, you know, all these other really nerdy money business topics uh, and just love it for the sake of loving it. Uh, I've met quite a few business administration majors and other people there who are great people. Like the, the main thing I want to emphasize is the college I could go to. All the people are great. I haven't like met a single person I dislike, not even professors. Um, but many of them are there with the end goal in mind to get a job. And that's just, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but as a guy who's, I would like to say very entrepreneurial myself, um, at times it can get discouraging feeling like you're, you know, going at it alone. And sometimes you just want someone else to, um, work with, or it's just like basic human interactions that one's looking for. Um, but in someone who can kind of get you because you can have really great conversations with someone who doesn't have very many similar interests to you, but on a deep level, there's still some kind of similarities, um, that I would imagine have to be there for it, for it to feel really meaningful, I guess, if, if, if that makes any sense. Um, like I can have a pretty good conversation with any stranger on the street or someone who has a major completely unrelated to mine, but for, but there's a different kind of friendship and connection you have with someone who has many similar interests to you and kind of can relate to the things you're struggling with in the moment. And if I'm struggling as a, you know, do it yourself entrepreneur, um, someone who's end goal in mind is to get a, an accounting job at a insurance firm or a business firm or a marketing job at a marketing firm might not be able to relate as deeply as a fellow entrepreneur would. And so I guess that's kind of where a lot of my frustration stemmed from is like, where are these entrepreneurs on campus that I can meet with? And that led to me, you know, just asking Jacob about his, his background and all. And, and I guess basically us coming to the conclusion that it's a rare breed in a sense. Um, and it's going to be difficult to find those people. Um, and then he just kind of ended up giving me some different tips for getting better odds at that, I guess, putting myself out there, having better chances of meeting those people because the school I'm going to has roughly 2000 people. And while I've met, you know, a couple hundred or about a hundred or so, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, I definitely haven't met all of them. And so I still can't, I can't, I could never leave my college or like quote unquote dropping out without having done my very best to meet as many people as possible and put myself out there properly and have like a good conscious of saying like, yeah, there's no one as at the school I'm going to that's, that's entrepreneurial. Right. Um, and that, you know, the school sucks or whatever, when who knows if I had even given it the proper chance. 
so I guess it's kind of like the the whole, the overarching story from like the past two weeks is kind of like the stuff I've been working through. But Jacob, I'll let you go and blab some now. <laughs> yeah. So you did a great job summarizing it. A lot to unpack there. Um, I'm just going to kick it off kind of from what the top or from the top of what you said, um, because I did kind of want to add a few things on. And then I did want to kind of talk about some of the things I mentioned to you, just in case anyone out there is sort of struggling with the same things. Um, so the first thing that Terry kind of talked about was like, did his homeschooling experience have any effect on his socializing experience in college thus far? And like you said, my short answer was no. Um, I told him like a lot of times there is that um, assumption that like all these homeschool kids are like, kind of awkward, if you will, um, which I think a lot of the time is true. Um, but I've talked about this before. I've, I've um, met some homeschooler students that are always like, man, these guys are just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Terry is an exception to that. That's what I've told him. That's what uh, I've talked about with other members of the TFF team. Like Chase, he's always like, you know, you would never guess that Terry was homeschooled if you didn't know. Um, so I think that kind of in itself if like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like basically overrules or like rules out, I guess, um, the, the idea that that homeschooling aspect is playing into any of his college socializing. Um, so I don't think that's part of it. Um, for me, I, I told him this as well, because he was just kind of like asking me about my high school background. And I told him that like in high school, um, well, before high school, I had a lot of friends growing up consider myself kind of like one of the popular kids, but then kind of started to narrow down. Um, I'll spare you guys the details that I told Terry, but I started to narrow down my friend group into like three other like really good best friends. Um, and then we would just do everything together. We'd eat lunch together every day, um, go to all these events together. Like literally it was just like the tightest group of four people ever. Um, and that was pretty much like my entire high school social life. And so on one hand, it was really nice to have those close friends it was also probably bad for me in a sense because I really, really like narrowed down too much and almost put up these walls to the outside world to where I wasn't willing to like socialize outside of that. Um, and so definitely consider myself an introvert before college, still consider myself an introvert, um, but just coming to college without those people and having to like rebuild a social life um, has really affected feel like made me more extroverted um, in ways that I wasn't before. And it's really pushed me in a lot of ways. Um, so that, that's been very good for me. But the idea here, uh, I mean, that Terry's getting into is just like, you know, why is it so hard? I mean, just in general, socializing in college is hard, um, but especially for entrepreneurs, I feel like it's extra hard. And so that's when we kind of started talking about like, you know, how many people out there are actually entrepreneurs at, at a college or just in this world. And I, I told him something that my business mentor told me, uh, and that was like, well, it's kind of unrelated, but also related. Um, we were talking about business and like actually taking the leap to become an entrepreneur. And he's like, well, you know, it, it takes like taking the first step is something that 99% of people won't do. And only 1% of people will actually do. So kind of by that logic, only 1% of people um, are actually entrepreneurs. They're, you know, action takers. Uh, they're, they're the people out there. They're the executors, if you will. Um, they're the people actually taking the step and making themselves entrepreneurs. So by that logic, if only 1% of people 
are, you know, you know, well, if 1% of people are entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm sure it's higher than that, like in the, in the real world, but I think that's a pretty accurate picture for the college level um, is probably only 1% of people are, are entrepreneurs. Uh, it makes it pretty discouraging when you think about, it's like, okay, I have like, you know, Terry school has like 2000 people in it. Um, this is what I told him. So it's like, well, if 1% of people are entrepreneurs at, at his school, that means there's only 20 out there, um, which may seem like a lot, may seem like a little. I thought about it more after our, my call with Terry. And I haven't told him this, but I'm like, I bet there's even fewer than that, unfortunately, because <laughs> like, if, if you think about 20 people, like that's a lot, especially for a school that size. Technically, my school isn't even a business school either. It's a, it's a liberal, arts co- liberal arts college. And most of the people there are going there for either equine studies, because we're in Kentucky, you know, it's horse country, mm-hmm. um, either equine studies or their media department, which is great media department. But in all honesty, it's not a business school. Um, so it makes it tougher, for sure. So <laughs> let's just say there of the 2,000 people, maybe maybe just maybe there's 200 business majors or business-related majors. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe of that, there's 1% who are actually entrepreneurs, <laughs> um, which that would imply that yeah, there is two. two. And right. so Terry and one other person. Um, maybe that's discouraging. Maybe that's encouraging. But the point is, there's at least one other person out there, Terry, um, which kind of got into like his last point. And, and what I kind of started to tell him was it's just a matter of time until you meet that person. And you have to keep putting yourself out there, um, go into these events. I told him like every single business uh, or every single entrepreneurial person that I've met at college so far was uh, a result of me going to some sort of like business club event. Uh, I, I didn't really meet him in my classes. I didn't meet him out on the street. Like I met him at these specific um, business club meetings. And so I'm like, you had to start going to more of those, just going to like these different types of events to kind of help um, network in a sense, you know, just eventually it's like, you might have to meet all 2000 people to be that one other person who's the entrepreneur at your school, yeah. um, which is really discouraging. But when you think about it, like you got four years, four years times 365, if you were there year round, uh, you know, that would be what, 1300, something, I don't know, something, uh, something like that. So it's like, you just have to meet one or two people a day. Uh, and eventually you're going to find that, that one person. And, and that's like, if the odds aren't really in your favor, if you're going to the right type of events and you're meeting like fellow business students, the odds are going to be much better and you probably could meet them in the next year or so. Right. Um, and so it's just, it's all about putting yourself in the right situations. I told him this story of, uh, one of my friends who happened to meet some like some high executive in Charles Schwab who just happened to be doing interviews in our business college one day, kind of randomly out of the blue. And I was like, man, that was kind of lucky. And he's like, um, well, you know, that saying like you're, you're in the right place at the right time. Well, if I'm always in the right place, eventually it's going to be the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of like blew my mind. I was like, you're right. Like if I'm always in the right place, eventually the time's going to come where I'm going to meet that person. So the same exact thing applies to Terry. It applies to all of you guys listening just like wherever or whoever you want to meet, kind of think about like where they hang out, where are they doing their work, where are they studying, where are they working on their business and then try to be in those places. Obviously you can't be in their dorm room. They can't be in their library <laughs> study room. Um, I mean, you could start like knocking on doors until you meet, I don't know, no, I'm just but, um, uh, do you know, just put yourself where they're going to be. And that's most likely where you're going to meet them. Um, and then I think the idea kind of the final point that Terry touched on is just 
you know, it gets, well, he also told me more about this today, but sometimes it can get like a little lonely as an entrepreneur when you don't like have that person to relate to that gets all of the business struggles and gets what you're working on. And I think that's why like Terry and I have developed a really close friendship. Like we've never even met in person, Mm -hmm. Um, but now we have at least one meeting a week over zoom that usually is an hour plus. Um, Usually we're having two or three meetings with podcasts and TFFT meetings and all of this. So spending several hours a week together yeah, we've never met each other in person. <laughs> we're basically like a pretty good example of why the metaverse has this pretty strong argument for working out. <laughs> true. <laughs> in, true. In some sense. Because it opened the door, like the internet opened the door for us to meet when we otherwise would have never met, sure. most likely. Like there's no no way. Yeah. Other than, you know, because originally I think it was Facebook we found you on. Mm-hmm. Um if if the internet didn't exist, there's no way I was ever gonna meet Jacob Prinzen from um Colorado. Yeah. I'm on the other other side of the US. The so. uh the only chance was probably when we both become billionaires and we're looking at a list of right. top 100 billionaires in America we're and we meet both each on other as a big <laughs> network shot party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the only way. Um but thankfully that didn't happen and so I guess my point with that, oh it's nice once you find that person that kind of like relates to your struggles, can help you with what you're dealing with, stuff like that. Um, so anyways, I think the whole point of, of like the reason why you need to find that person is because there's a lot of awesome benefits once you do. Um, one of my uh, really good friends here now at my, at my school, just met him last semester and he owns his own business. It's like a clothing business. Um, so we, we just chat all things business, all things life, just a lot about a lot of like general stuff. Um, but now we're starting to more and more go to the library, either if it's early in the morning, late at night, and just work on our on our separate business. So we don't really like talk, we just kind of like hang out. And it's almost like just having somebody there to keep you accountable, like you're actually working, you're not on your phone, um, on social media or playing a game or whatever. It's just been like super awesome having that relationship. And so I think that's something that Terry's looking for, and that would really help him kind of finish out this college experience strong. Um, so anyways, that was just kind of to, to piggyback off of what Terry said initially. Um, and that's kind of what we talked about in this first part here as you guys just listened. However, uh, we ended up getting into some deeper kind of philosophical, um, I don't even know where, where, what do you even call it, but like Terry kind of presented a, a paradox of sorts. Um, and we kind of got into like the secret to fulfillment in life, the secret to happiness, all of that. Um, in the second part of this episode and so we actually thought it would be a good a good place to stop pause um, and just kind of cut this one off and so we're going to end this one here Um, hope you guys enjoyed that one Um, feel free to uh, reach us if you have any you know comments questions concerns uh, at teenfinancialfreedom at gmail.com other than that uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we will see you guys next time Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.